So hi, Krithi. Uh, welcome to your interview. The patient I'd like you to talk me through is a 29-year-old gentleman with known ulcerative colitis who's presented with to ED with worsening diarrhea. Blood tests have been sent and the results are awaited. He's febrile, his heart rate is 110 beats per minute and his blood pressure is 110 over 70. So talk me about how you would approach this gentleman uh, when you review him in A&E. Sure. Uh, so I think just like any other patients, you're sort of going to start off with a brief history from this patient. So you're going to inquire more about the diarrhea. Uh, so I'm going to be asking about the duration of his symptoms, if, if there's any blood or mucus in the diarrhea, and also asking for any other risk factors for any possible infection, whether he has traveled anywhere recently or any sort of recent meals or takeaways that could have led him to having a gastroenteritis. Uh, following on that, I'm going to be asking about other symptoms, such as uh, if it's got any abdominal pain or fever, thing, uh, or any sort of nausea, vomiting that might be associated with the diarrhea. Um, also, you know, just like any history, I'm going to be asking about his past medical history. I know he's known UC, if there's any other comorbidities that I should be aware of, uh, what medication he's on, and uh, any family history of IBD as well. So I think there's sort of a brief uh, history taking from this patient. Uh, I will then proceed with an examination of this patient where I'll be sort of, sort of doing a specifically an abdominal examination just to rule out any acute abdomen uh, as this patient can have complications such as perforation and uh, yeah, in a systemic examination as well, uh, looking at his uh, sort of hydration status, et cetera. Okay, so you talked about the history. Can you be a bit more specific about what you would want? What uh, do you know any, for example, diagnostic criteria that you'd want to know about or ask about? Uh, so the sort of the diagnostic criteria used sort of for to diagnose acute severe colitis is true of risk criteria. Mm -hmm. uh, so we sort of need to know his frequency of bowels and there are sort of other criteria as part of the true and width, such as uh, presence of fever, which he is, which he has because he was known to be febrile on admission, uh, looking at the heart rate and then blood test wise, going to be looking for any presence of anemia and uh, raise CRP. Okay. And so you mentioned about the investigations you'd like to do. Uh, what what else we so you talked about a full blood count and a CRP anything else? I also want to do a use and ease just to make sure he doesn't have any presence of AKI. And left is just to make sure it's not deranged from any other causes. Um, I would also want to do a VBG to check the lactate and pH. Uh, I think this sort of would be sort of the first sort of base mm -hmm. uh, baseline test that will be sending off on, on admission. Uh, other investigations. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So go on ahead. I would also get an abdominal x-ray, uh, just again, just to rule out any toxic megacolon. And then be asking the patient to be submitting at least uh, three stool cultures, which I'll be sending off for both cultures and CDF toxin. Mm -hmm. Okay. So his uh, blood test showed a hemoglobin of 100 and a CRP of 50, but were otherwise unremarkable. What does this can you summarize before we talk about how you would manage this patient, what you think is going on with this gentleman? So I think in summary, we know this, uh, this is a known young male with uh, ulcerative colitis who's now presented with likely a flare up of his uh, UC uh, uh, and on blood test, it has shown for sort of presence of anemia and raised CRP. 
which in summary would meet the criteria for acute severe colitis and he shouldn't be managed as such. Okay, so how would you manage this gentleman? Uh, so key thing, I think first uh, on admission, you're gonna be giving IV fluids to sort of uh, maintain patient's hydration, um, starting them on IV steroids, uh, either in form of hydrocortisone, methylprat, depending on the trust you're working in. And, uh, and then sort of making sure the stool cultures have been sent off, uh, making sure we are monitoring patient's stool frequency and, uh, requesting for a flexible sigmoid endoscopy sort of endoscopic assessment of uh, these patients. Okay. So you get, uh, you started him on some steroids uh, and is there any, in, and his symptoms are persisting at uh, for the next 24 to 48 hours. Is there anything else you'd like to think about at that point? So if his symptoms is persisting already, if he's not improving, uh, so he should have sort of daily review, daily CRP and uh, daily monitoring of stool frequency. And if he sort of is not improving by day three, then uh, uh, we, you know, we should be thinking about rescue therapy for this group of patients. And that can be either in form of infliximab or cyclosporine. Uh, failing that, then he should have a surgical review uh, as patients may end up needing a colectomy. Okay. And your, you mentioned that you'd like to do a flexible sigmoidoscopy on this gentleman. Is there anything specific that you would look for or want to do at the time of a uh, flexible sigmoidoscopy? Uh, I think what we're looking for sort of is the presence of uh, colitis and sort of the extent of the colitis. Uh, and also you'd be taking biopsies as well for histological assessment uh, to sort of classify how severe is the disease uh, and that should also that should sort of if a patient with acute severe colitis normally would have sort of severe inflammation of their uh, colons and so it would be good to know what the extent of the disease is okay and so, so you said you'd ask for a surgical review they and if they feel that there's no indication for a colectomy at this point uh, what would you, and you mentioned talking about rescue therapy, how would you assess if there'd been an improvement in uh, in the rescue therapy, following the rescue therapy, sorry? So following the rescue therapy, again, uh, assessing the bowel frequency and CRP and uh, making sure they don't have any acute abdomen. So it's a sort of daily assessment of these patients, uh, whether they've responded to the infliximab, or you could even repeat the imaging just to uh, make sure there's no a progression of the disease. Uh, I think it's more sort of a clinical criteria Plus with uh, and what and so you talked about assessing their bowels. What what would you be the threshold for but for bowel frequency to for you to be happy that they've responded to the rescue therapy? So if anything, if they're still having bowel opening more than eight times in a day, so it's still suggestive of severe disease, and uh, then uh, basically means failure of rescue therapy. And if and if they have fa failure of rescue therapy, what's the what's the ongoing management of that? then they should ideally have a colectomy as we've exhausted the rescue therapy and they should be referred, re-referred to the surgical team for a review. Okay. And do you know roughly what percentage of, uh, of patients that present with acute severe colitis go on to have a colectomy? I believe it's about a quarter okay. of patients presenting with acute severe colitis end up being a colectomy. Okay. And you talked about the choice between infliximab and cyclosporin. When would you choose uh, one over the other, or would you choose one over the other? I believe infliximab is more commonly used uh, in most trust. 
uh, unless patients have had uh, infliximab before and have failed uh, or sort of have antibodies to infliximab, uh, then cyclosporine would be another option. And do you know either or which is better? Uh, I believe they both have equal efficacy, uh, but I think uh, infliximab might be slightly cheaper and uh, less toxic effects and which might be more favorable. Okay. And you, uh, one last thing to mention there. So you talked about, we've been talking about infliximab. So what, how does infliximab work in, in the context of IBD? So infliximab is an anti-TNF uh, uh, agent. So in, in, in terms of IBD, obviously the sort of cytokines being released. So anti-TNF is essentially uh, trying to suppress the inflammation as a result of the cytokine release. Okay. And do you know any tests that you would need to do before initiating infliximab on a patient? Uh, oh, they would need a biological screen. So they would need a hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and a HIV screen and a TB test as well. Okay, fine. All right. Well, I think the time's up there. Thank you very much for your, uh, for your time, Kriti. Thank you, Michael.